Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Evangelist Mayo. God bless you, woman of God. To God be the glory. God bless you. I thank God for you on this morning. All right. And to my listeners, welcome Mm -hmm. to the third episode of Telly Speaks, Let the Prophet Roar. I am your host, Prophetess Telly Pender Lucas, and I bring you greetings. I bring you greetings from a Heart for God International Ministries, and we bless God this morning. We bless the Lord for this opportune time and for this moment. I thank God for what he's doing in the earth right yes. now. Yes, Lord. We are going to discuss on this morning the topic of marriage yes, Jesus. and covenant ministry. And, the, and management. And we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to have his way even in this interview. And our prayer, and our prayer is that this interview bring God glory and that it unveil any spirits of shame that are over divorcees, single people, people that are struggling in their marriages. We give God glory today. We give God glory for what he's about to do in this interview. So uh, my guest today is a woman of God that I met in the spirit before we had a formal introduction. And she is none other than Evangelist Pamela Mayo. Come on. Evangelist Mayo is a native of Edgecombe County, mm-hmm. North Carolina. She's the mother of two. She attends Pine Chapel Missionary Baptist Church where she serves as an associate minister under the leadership of Reverend William T. Keyes. In 2015, she founded a nonprofit organization entitled by the name of Glowing Angels, which offers mentoring services to teenage girls. In 2017, she founded a women's ministry, the the Daughters of the King. This is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that helps women to receive deliverance, healing and wholeness through kingdom principles taught from the Bible. She preached her initial sermon on October 14, 2018. Evangelist Mayo professes and proclaims the word of God to all that will receive it. And she has a heart for God's people. Again, welcome Evangelist Mayo. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, God bless you. Before I before I let you have the floor, because the Holy Spirit is telling me to give you the floor, I'm going to pass Mm -hmm. you the mic. (laughs) Praise God. I I I must admit that as a married woman, that marriage work. Yes, ma'am. And I mean, literally, figuratively, and spiritually, it has required my blood, sweat, and tears. Marriage is ministry. Marriage is work. We had actually, I had received an, uh, an initiative back in December. Uh, my apostle and uh, my, my fellowship and, and the, the comrades that I fellowship with through By His Spirit Ministries, our December initiative was to focus on Dominion December. And we were focusing on marriage covenant, family, and our children. And I had uh, received instructions to 
to be diligent in my prayer, releasing prayer, uh, doing podcasts on prayer and marriages and covenant, uh, doing Facebook live pop-ups. But, but it was very, to say the least. And I know for a certainty now that I was having difficulty in this area or getting this material out because as Paul said, I had not apprehended, especially in the area of my marriage. I had a comrade in the face prophesy and speak into my life a few weeks ago what she had seen. And she said, I had mastered so many things but the area of my relationship and my marriage was a weak point for me. It was a sore place mm -hmm. for me. And that was confirmation when we had initially evangelist Mayo supposed to have done this podcast That's over good. three weeks ago, but we bless God that God is so intentional and that there is no force in the heavens, mm -hmm. in the abyss, in yes. the earth, in hell that can stop what God has assigned for us to do. Yes. So without further ado, I'm going to get down off my soapbox <laughs> and I want you to be candid and allow the Holy Spirit <sighs> to use you however he leads you regarding your experience. Yes. I'm giving you the floor. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. When you first came to me and and we talked and you asked me to do an interview with you. And when you gave me the title, when you told me you wanted me to talk about marriage, I found it kind of strange at first because I was married, was, being that word, I was married for 14 years, but I've been divorced now for four years. And so I was pondering why it is that God would lead you to me to discuss the subject of marriage. Mm -hmm. But as I began to pray and really seek God about it, I, I understood it even the more because one of the things that I recognized even in doing the women retreats were 95% of the women that come to my retreats are married women. And they're having issues most of the time in their marriages, in their connections. Yes. And so as I began to pray and, and really seek God, he took me back to a lesson that he taught me some time ago about unlawful connections. Mm. And so I want to talk a little bit about unlawful connections, because if you can recognize the unlawful connections, then you can also recognize the godly connections. Okay. And he began to deal with me about unlawful connections out of the book of Ruth. Ruth is a book mm. that God kept me in for a long time during my marriage. And one of the reasons was because he wanted me to see something that although I had read this book several times, I kept missing it. When Limelech and Naomi took their kids out of Jerusalem, out of Bethel, and took them into Moab, they took them into a cursed land. And they allowed their sons to make unlawful connections with Ruth mm -hmm. and Orpah because these people were cursed. And if a lot of people don't recognize this one fact, and that's that they were married for 10 years to these men before they died, and they mm. both stayed barren. They never produced. My God. And when we have unlawful connections, we don't produce. 
The Bible says that we are not to be unequally yoked, mm -hmm. that we should make sure that our connections are of God. And what happened in my marriage was I was in an unlawful connection. Right. My marriage was not um, ordained by God. It was ordained by Pam. And I can mm -hmm. say that. I put that together. Sometimes we as women, especially when we have turned our lives over to God and we want to do better, because we're in a rush to do certain things. But prior to my marriage, I dealt with men that were kind of rough, um, a little rough around the edges. But okay. when I began to really read the word of God and go to church and everything, I realized that those weren't the kind of men that I wanted as a husband. I wanted, I wanted a godly man. And yes. so I began to pray and I said, I had specifics. I had a list. I wanted a man who wore khakis. He dressed it like a church man. You know, he wore button down shirts and he wore loafers and, you know, no more of the hanging jeans and the faded hair or any of that nature. But someone who who went to church, I wanted a church man. And so yes. I got that. I got a church man. He 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 led the choir. He himself was a minister. He could pray the walls down. He, he went to church. He knew how to do church. But he but because I was seeking something, because I had my eyes on a certain thing, I missed the part of not really being in God as much as he was in church. And so yes. I felt for this man. And we ended up getting married because I wanted to get married. I wanted not to live in a lifestyle of of fornication. I didn't want to be shacking. I wanted to be married. And so I missed all of the red flags, not that they weren't there, but because I didn't see them because I had my way of seeing things. And yes. so I married this man and it wasn't even long after we was in the marriage, probably about two, three years into, into the marriage, I began to see things. I began, God began to show me things and it really messed with my spirit. But by this time, I had already made the covenant. I had already made the agreement, the connection. I had already vowed that I would be there through good and bad, through sickness and health and all of those things that we say when we get married to a person, not really thinking about what it is that we're saying when we say it. And I did that. And, and I fully went in into my marriage. I fully, I was sold out to my marriage, which yes. was my second problem. Because I was so much sold out to my marriage that I wasn't sold out to God. Okay. I put the man and the marriage and the family before God. And mm. for years, that thing really tormented me. I, I went through a lot of things in my marriage. My husband was an adulteress. My husband was verbally and mentally abusive and things of that nature. But because I was the praying woman, because I was <laughs> a woman who knew that there was power in prayer, I knew how to wake up early in the morning and, and, and feel the atmosphere in my home with prayer and, and, and with everything that the Bible says I needed to do, but not recognizing that because the order was already messed up, it really didn't matter like mm -hmm. that. It mm -hmm. kept me, God kept me through it yes. all, but the marriage couldn't be salvaged because the marriage was not a godly connection. Yes. And so after, after we got married in 2002, 
after eight years, <laughs> the year of new beginnings, after yeah. eight years, God began to really reveal some things to me. And I recognized that I got out of the will of, will of God, which is what we do so often. Yes. Sometimes we get so caught up in Bible that we know Bible and we know scriptures, but yeah. we don't know how to apply it in the way that God seeks for us to apply it. We don't get understanding. We get the knowledge, but knowledge without understanding does you no good. Yes. And wisdom to apply it really has to take place. And so I had knowledge of the word, but I didn't fully understand it and I didn't know how to apply it. And because of that, I suffered. I suffered afflictions that I'm not ashamed of. I am grateful. Yes. It was good for me that I was afflicted Lord. because those afflictions has birthed what it has birthed out of me since the marriage. But during the marriage, you don't look at it as affliction. You look at it as punishment and as suffering and, and as of shame. You look at it as if the enemy is letting you know how dumb you are, how stupid you are, because you allowed these things to happen. And so God really, really began to deal with me after he began to reveal some things to me. And he gave me revelation of some things. It really tore at my spirit because then I recognized that I was truly out of the will of God in this marriage. Yes. And I felt like I was dying from the inside out. I was dying. Everything in me was dying. Even the, the marriage had already started dying. But now yeah. my family was dying. My son, my oldest child had moved back to North Carolina because at this time I'm living in Virginia. And my oldest son had moved back to North Carolina. And my, my youngest daughter, my only daughter, was asking to move back to North Carolina. They didn't want to be in their environment, in that environment, because it wasn't conducive for them to, to grow and prosper and, and everything. And because of that, I allowed her to move back. Yes. But God was strategic in that. My God. He got me to a place where... I could be alone and isolated with just him. And he began to really break me down. See, we have to be very careful mm -hmm. when we start dealing with certain things in the spirit, especially when it's connected to us. It's our marriage. It's a connection. We have become one. Mm -hmm. You have allowed something contaminated to come into your presence in your spirit and contaminate you. And now God has to break you. In order to remove those things, he has to begin to put pressure on you. He has to begin to bend you. The book of Jeremiah talks about how he uproots things. Yes. And God begins to uproot things. He begins to pluck out and cast down things so that he can begin to build and plant the right things in you. But you have to be a willing vessel. God is not forceful like that. Yes. He will put enough pressure on you that you will give in, that you will surrender. Some of us anyways. Yes. But if but he won't force himself. And so I was willing after after mm. I had attempted to throw in the towel yes. because after everything has happened, after I realized that my husband had been having affairs, not one affair, not two affairs, but several affairs. When God began to really open my eyes to see what was going on around me and, and that thing began to really break in my spirit, it broke me because, again, that marriage and my family was my life. And so with all of that falling apart, I began to fall apart. Yeah. And I was of no good to anyone, especially myself. Yeah. And so God began to deal with, deal with me about some things, but it was too much. I was, I was crumbling under the weight of pressure yes. because my foundation wasn't that great at the time. Oh we have to learn to build our, our thing on a firm foundation. And that foundation has to always be Christ 
It yes. always has to be God. That's our firm foundation. And when we build it on that, we can stand even in the midst of all the stuff that goes on around us. But when the foundation is built on you and what you want, what you believe is right for you, then mm -hmm. it can't stand. Yes. And so my, friend, my mind began to crumble. And mm -hmm. I, I remember very candidly being on my kitchen floor in my, in my apartment at the time because we had lost our house. We had lost the car. We had lost a lot of things. Yes. So I was on my apartment floor in the kitchen and I began to cry out because I hurt so bad. I began to cry out and I got off of my floor and I went and laid on my bed in my bedroom and I laid there and I looked up to the Lord. I looked up to the sky and I yeah. said to God, <laughs> I said, Jesus, I said, you know, when I close my eyes, if you will allow them to stay closed, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. See, I wanted to just be done with this. I was tired. Yes. I was broken. I, I, I was feeling all this pressure and this pain and I wanted to be done with it. <laughs> And even in my stupidity of wanting to throw in the towel, I had enough spiritual sense to look up to the hills from whence cometh my help. I had enough sense to even call on the name of Jesus and tell him to let me die, not yes. knowing that he was going to allow me to die his way. Uh, so he killed me spiritually. He ooh, killed Pam. Jesus. He killed Pam when she closed her eyes. Yes. And then he awakened the creation. He awakened the daughter. Glory. of the king. When I woke up, I was a different person. And he told me, Matthew 6, 33, he said, daughter, just seek ye mm -hmm. the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek, seek that first. Mm -hmm. Everything else will be added unto you. And so he began this process of taking some things away from me. He began this process of peeling away certain things, things that has been with me for a long, long time. See, a lot of times what happening and our marriage didn't start with the marriage. It started prior to the marriage. Come on. It started from the abandonment of a father who was never there. Mm. It started from a rejection from a family who never understood you. Mm. It started from people saying that you would never mount up to anything because you got pregnant at the age of 15. It started from all of these things prior to the marriage. It just the, it took the marriage to put the icing on the cake to be yeah. the thing that broke the back of the camel. Uh, and so now I awakened, yes. I awakened to the new me mm -hmm. and God began to deal with me. He began to take these things off of me. He began to really peel away some things and he began to show me who I am in him. He began to let me know that I was the apple of his eye and that I'm more than a conqueror and I'm, yeah. I'm an overcomer. He told me that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. He yeah. let me know that I was his daughter. I was the daughter of the king. Yes. And when that happened... <laughs> When that happened, mm. something, something turned in me, something shifted in me, something as she, as Taylor has said, transformed. I began to transform, transform in the spirit into this newness, into this different person. Not that I have arrived. I have not arrived. I have not gotten it all together. I'm still a work in progress and yes. a work in process. But God began to show me some things. And now I realize why I even went through in that unlawful connection that I went through in the marriage because it has given me, it, it, it allowed me once I was done, once I was out of the marriage and he began to purge me of even everything, the soul ties. Yes. See, sometimes we get soul ties with people. We, our souls become tied with other 
unlawful connections because of the unlawful connection that we gave permission to be connected to us. Yes. And so we have to be careful about the connections we, we make. We have to make sure that the connections we make are godly connections. But once he began to clean all of that up and I can't, I divorced. I, and I, I am the person who, who initiated the divorce because God gave me permission to. Yes. He gave me the right to. He, I had to do everything that he wanted me to do his way so that he could get me to a place of where he wanted me to be. See, this is the hard part. This is that thing Telly talked about, Prophetess Telly talked about when she started talking and, and she said that marriages work. See, when we get in these marriages because we're not fully seeing things and God began to deal with us, mm -hmm. he began to show us how in 1 Corinthians, how our bodies are no longer ours, but they are belong belonging to the ones we're connected to. Yes. He begins to show us how, even though we got an unbeliever in our home, that doesn't mean we can just kick them out mm -hmm. because they may be won by our connection with God. They may be won over by our connection with the way we're doing things with God. Yes. He lets us know that it's not so easy to get out of a connection as it was to get into the connection. Mm -hmm. And so that we have to begin to seek God about how to fix things in our lives and not saying that all connections that are bad are unlawful and they can't be fixed because what the enemy meant for evil, God can take it and turn it for our good. Mm -hmm. But you have to make sure that when you seek God about the marriage that you're in and for those who haven't gotten married, Seek God about the marriage that you're getting ready to get in yes. and make sure that it's ordained by God. Make sure that that connection is a godly connection and not an unlawful connection. Make sure that this is the person that God is, is sending you to, because the other thing that God begins to show me as I continue, continues this journey of coming out of this marriage and really getting to a place of knowing who I am is that we get married sometimes for all the wrong reasons. Yes. The Bible tells us that we're to first love God with all our heart, mind, soul, our strength. You know, he's, that's the first commandment. But then the second commandment says to love our neighbors as ourselves. So love shouldn't just be the reason we get married because we should already love. Yes. Our connections with the man or woman that we're marrying should be a ministerial connection. It should be a connection that helps us to get to our destiny. Mm -hmm. It should be a connection that he should enhance your life and you should enhance his life. And, and you two should be able to connect in such a way that it drives you to that place of completion of your potential in Christ. Yes. And uh, if you connect with the right man or woman of God, he won't, as Paul said, Paul said that, he wished that you would just stay single because if you do, then you won't worry about the things of this world. You know, you won't be thinking to please your husbands or your wives. You'll be one to please God. But see, if you connect to the right person, the person who's really after the heart of God, he will make sure that what you're doing is pleasing to God first. Anyways, he yeah. wouldn't want you to put your focus on him. Yeah. or your focus on the things of this world, he will push you towards God. So we have to make sure that we connect with the right people that are going to help us to reach our potential because at the end of the day, that's why God created us. Yeah. He created us to get his glory out of us. He created us so that we can do the things that he has called us here to do, that he created us to do. And so 
in a nutshell, we just got to make sure that we have a right connection and that we seek God about the people we're connecting to. And when you have made the connection, don't be so quick to cut it off. Make sure that you seek God. We get out of marriages way too fast sometimes because it becomes uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But if you had taken time to really talk to God ahead of time, he would have showed you then that it wasn't the right thing or he would have showed you then how to make it right while you in it. Yes. We have to learn to fill our homes with prayer. We have to learn to pray for our spouses. We have to learn to pray for our children that they choose right spouses Mm -hmm. because our children will do what they see us do. Yes. Our daughters will end up marrying the same kind of men we married because we didn't teach them and we didn't cover them right. Mm -hmm. The other thing that God showed me in the book of Ruth is when she did make the right connection, which was Boaz, Mm -hmm. he covered her. Mm. she laid at his feet and he covered her he didn't just cover her he redeemed her Mm. we have to make sure that our connections are willing to cover us make sure the connections that we are with are are willing to give us back to redeem us bring us back to a right standard and, and and give us back to god in such a way that we can still reach our potential Yes. That we can reach yes. our destiny. Her destiny, came, it, she birthed after she got with the right connection. She was okay. with the other husband for 10 years and never gave birth. Mm. But then she gets with Boaz and all of a sudden she gives birth to someone who's a descendant of Christ. When we are with the right connection, we will give birth to what's a part of Christ. I didn't give birth in my marriage of those 14 years. Mm-hmm. But I've given birth to two babies Yes. since I left there. Yes. I've given birth to daughters of the king. Yes. And I've given birth to glowing angels. Glory to God. And they're just two of many more births that's to come. It is so. <laughs> Glory. Because of now being in godly connection, being in divine connection. So again, I have to reiterate it because sometimes we miss it. Don't be so quick to connect to people. Don't be so quick to make these covenant connections with people of the opposite sex because of what you see. Mm-hmm. My prayer is that you will ask God to open your eyes to see like he sees, yes. to open your ears to hear like he hears, to open your mind to receive the things that he's already prepared. He's already prepared it. He who has ordered your steps, he's already prepared the things that he has for you. So why not seek him before you make these connections? Why not seek him before you get into these marriages? But know that it's not too late, even if you're married right now. Even if the marriage is bad, it does not mean it's unlawful. It just means that it might just not be in order. And who better to put it in order than Christ, our Lord and Savior? Bring Christ back into your marriage. Bring Christ back into your house and your home. Make Christ first in your life and he will begin to rearrange some things. He will begin to transform some things, your marriage, your your family, your children. You will begin to see things that you never saw before only because you start walking in Matthew 6, 33, seeking Mm -hmm. him first, seeking his kingdom and all of his righteousness so that he began to add things to you. So I pray that this testimonial of what I went through 
this mm-hmm. testimony of the revelations that God has given me is very helpful to the listeners of your podcast, Prophet is Telling. Mm-hmm. I pray to God that it mm-hmm. falls on good fertile ground. Mm-hmm. It takes root in the hearts of those who hear it. Glory to God. And it produced the harvest that only God is glorified for. Mm. We so that my afflictions uh, not Lord. be in vain. Yes. Because I am grateful. It is mm. good for me that I was afflicted. Yes. It is good for me that I went through everything that I went through. Because of those things, mm. I am a better person. And I'm yes. becoming better and better every day. Better, not bitter. Yes. I thank God that he removed any bitterness, any resentment, any hatred, any anger, any of those negative things out of my spirit. And he filled me with love. And I have a love for people now that I never knew. I never mm-hmm. knew. And so I'm grateful for mm-hmm. all of my trials and tribulations. I am grateful for all the tests that have come my way. And I pray I pray that this experience, I pray that this testimony helps to save, helps to get someone else to a place of being and doing what it is God has called them to do and be in Jesus name. In Jesus Jesus name. Oh God, we give you glory. We give you glory today. We give you glory, Father. Oh, we give you glory. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Father. Oh, we give you glory. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. God. Thank you, Father, for the enlightenment, Lord. Thank you, Father, for using your vessel, Lord. Oh, God, God, to shine light, God, to give understanding, Lord, to shed light on on a dark, God, a Mm. sometimes dark issue, Father. Oh, God, we give you glory for it today. Thank you, Father, according to Ephesians 1 and 18, that we have been enlightened, Lord, by the light of your glory through Mm. your servant on today. Oh, we give you glory. I give you, oh, God, I just honor you this morning. We give you glory. Oh, evangelist, we we just thank God for you. I want to touch on two things. I tell you, the Holy Spirit, he truly flowed. I'm so grateful. Mm. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7 and 14 is what you were referring to. And Mm -hmm. then verse of scripture, I just want to give this as a point of reference to our listeners. 1 Corinthians Mm -hmm. 7 and 14, it says, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. And Mm -hmm. I, I thank you for your transparency. And I also thank you that you were able to address this, these issues these yes, issues, ma'am. oh yeah, these these issues and the stain and the stigma and denounce any shame yes, of God uh, uh, about divorce because what we see so often, and I must point on this, tradition and religion would focus <laughs> on the verse of scripture that says God hates divorce. Yes, he does. But there are other things that God hates. There are other things that God hates. And he, he does not, he does not ordain or he does not like and I do believe he hates unlawful covenant huh? I, I yes. do believe that he hates compromise I, yes. I do believe that he hates women and men being bu- abused I do yes. believe that he hates adultery mm-hmm. I do th- believe that he hates fornication and, and adultery yes. in a marriage I do believe that he hates the uh, the breach of covenant Yes. So we, yes. we we bind that religious demon right now in the name, in the of, name Jesus. of Jesus. He does yes. hate divorce. 
but if the if the covenant was not lawful from the beginning yes lord oh my god then it was a no it, it, it was a no it was no no void from the beginning yes lord. Uh, we give god glory i thank god for your transparency today another thing that you touched on was apostle paul and see yes. paul what was so unique about paul is he had the gift of being single he was yes <laughs> he had yes. the gift of being single and that's why that was the doctrine of Paul. He was a great apostle, but he was yet a man. And that was his perspective from his point of view. Yes. That it be best that, that we not marry. That is the doctrine of Paul, which leads me to the question that I'm about to ask you now. And that is, do you desire to be married? I know that you are in marriage covenant with God, the ultimate. Yes. The ultimate. But but you knowing that that first that first covenant that that first covenant that was not Christ centered from the beginning. Yes, ma'am. And do, and do that, you desire to be married? And the answer to your question is is yes. And I I know I will be married again. Yes. Um, the difference in this marriage and the marriage before is one it will be lawful, and two marriage now. I see marriage from, from a different set of eyes. I'm not getting married because I want someone in my bed. I'm not getting married again because of, of fornication issues or anything like that. I'm not getting married based off just I'm so in love with him. Because the thing about it is if you fall in love, you can fall out of love. But that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother day. All right. But the reason... I know I'm getting married and I, I am getting married is for ministerial reasons because yes. there's a marriage in the Bible, uh, Priscilla and Aquila. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. See, everybody want Boaz. I don't want Boaz. I thank God for <laughs> Boaz. But oh, there's a marriage covenant in the Bible, Priscilla and Aquila, and they did ministry together. Mm, they build yes. up the kingdom together. They set their tents all in different places and they house the the men and women of God, and they, they just did ministry. And now I want a marriage based off ministry. I want someone who will push me and I can push him. I want mm-hmm. someone who will pray for me and I can pray for him. I want a marriage, I think is I'm not sure. I think it's out of Ecclesiastes, um, but I'm not 100% sure where it says, you know, two together with, but the third with the cord, it makes it okay. stronger. Cord. Yes, yes. yes. I Glory. want that kind of marriage. Glory to I don't I don't want a marriage just to say I have a man. Oh, um yeah. I don't I'm not even in the I in the in the thought process like I once was. I need a man. I don't need a man. I need God and he supplies yes. my needs. I want a man. <laughs> There's a difference in between yes. wanting and needing and I just need God because he yes. supplies all of my needs. But I want a man because I want someone to be there with me, someone to keep the bed warm, as they say, um, with me. I want someone to pray with me. I want someone that we can, like I said, we can build ministry. We can do ministry together. We can go and, and just spread this message of not just the failed marriage, but of mm-hmm. a godly marriage. Yes. So I, we can show them the two sides of marriage. So I know it's, it's going to happen, but it, this the other part of it is it's going to happen in his timing. Pam's not yeah. rushing anything. I'm not rushing anything. His mm-hmm. timing. 
I want it in due time because then I know that if it happens in due time and he's the one who orchestrated it all, it can't do anything but succeed. Yes, yes, yes. The blessings of the Lord added no sorrow. Come on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes. I thank you so much today. You have enlightened my heart. You have planted a seed here today. Look, (laughs) and and the (laughs) podcast host. But I bless God. I bless God for you, for God articulating his heart through your experience, because that's exactly what I feel today, that the heart of God was articulated. Oh, my God. Through your testimony, through your suffering, Mm. oh, God, and and through what's to come. He is yet writing your story, woman of God. He is yet writing your story. I give God glory today. Yes, Lord Jesus. I give God glory today. I, mm. I was going to end in prayer, but you know what? I feel the spirit all over you. Mm. And, and and I yes, I do. And I, I, I would Jesus. ask you, great mighty woman of God, to cover us in prayer today. The singles, the, yes, the married Lord. couples, the divorcee, those aspiring to be married. Mm. Oh my God. Those yes, Lord Jesus. Contemplating entering covenant and you know, it's not even looking right. Yes, How Lord. we might need to seek God as yes, we Lord. go forward. Yes, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Lord, we give you the praise. We give the honor and the glory because it's all due you, God. We thank you for your sovereignty. We thank you that you're in control, Father God. We thank you, God, for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords, for being our Savior, for being Abba. Father, one who has created us, one who has orchestrated our steps, Father God. We're asking you right now, God, to do a new thing in us, Father God. We're asking you, Father God, to take the scales off, God. Take the blinders off of our eyes, God. We're asking you, God, to take, to unstop our ears, Father God, so that we can see and hear you clearly, Father God, so that we will do what it is that you have called us to do, Father God, so that when we come upon these people, that are supposed to be connected to us, Father God, that it will cause our babies to leap, Father God, that it will cause something to awaken inside of us, Father God, that may have been laying dormant, Father God. We're asking you to just guide our steps, Father God, that the singles, Father God, the people who are not married, Father God, that you will guide our steps so that we make sure that we seek you in any connection that we're preparing to make, God, so that we stay in your will, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Father God, for those who are married, God. I pray, Father God, that they will do as your word says do, that they will cover their homes, make the wives, Father God, Proverbs 31 women, Father God, that they will wake up early in the morning and cover their homes. They will take care of what needs to be taken care of. Make the husbands, Father God, the husbands that you call them to be, that they will love their wives as Christ loves the church, Father God, that they will make sure they cover their wives, God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. And those people who are in marriages right now that are not lawful marriages, those people who are in marriages that are not truly ordained by you, God. I'm asking you, Father God, to give them the steps that they need to take in order, Father God, to be disconnected from that that's sucking the life out of them, Mm -hmm. to give them, Father God, the steps that they need to take so that they can reclaim their lives and reclaim their identities so that they can do what it is that you have called them to do, Father God. 
God. And I'm asking you, Father God, to cover the children Ooh, that's Jesus. a part of these families, God. Cover them in a mighty way, Father God. We break any curses that may be trying to link in that home, Father God. That curse that is making that young girl look at her mother and her mother's situation and think that that's okay, God. We, we break those curses, God. We mm. bind up every spirit of division. We yes. bind up the spirit of bitterness and resentment, Glory God. We bind up all hatred and anger, God, yeah, in God. the name of Jesus, name God. Of Jesus. And we loose your love, God, upon these people. We yes. loose, Father God, unity. We loose joy. We loose your knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, Father God. For you said in all things, with everything that we get, we should get understanding. So help them to understand the connections that they have. Help them to understand, Father God, why they need to be disconnected from what they're connected to. Help them to understand, God, that you, you have to be first in all things, Father God. Yes. That if you, Father God, are put first, then you will make sure that the order is taken care of, God. So, yes. Lord God, we're asking you right now to touch us with your finger of love, Father God. We're asking you, Father God, to take away any shame, take away any hurt, Father God, take away any embarrassment, God, any guilt, God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Jesus. Take away, Father God, the traditions, Father God, that has kept people in marriages, in abusive marriages for so long, that has kept people in abusive marriages and abusive situations, Father God, because of what their mothers and their fathers or what the church people may say. Father God Jesus. if you didn't say it Father God then it doesn't matter what they say God so Lord God fix it fix it Lord Jesus like only you yes. can Father God yes, Lord. now Lord God we lay all of the relationships all of the covenant connections yes. we lay them all it, at it. your feet Thank Father you, God Lord. knowing God that you, Father God, can take it and you can you can fix it. You can clean it up, God. You said that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think of, God. And so we put it at your feet, Lord. Yes. We place it at your feet right now, God. And we call peace to appear in every home. Yes. Peace to appear in every mind, in every heart, yes. God. In the mm. heart of every person that hears this message, God, give them a peace that surpasses mm. all understanding, God. Lord, and Lord... You be glorified in all of this. You Glory. be glorified. Your Glory people be edified and the yes. devil be terrified. For uh, it is in your son Jesus' name that we pray and ask all things and we mm. count it done. It is so it and is so, so it is in so Jesus' is. name. Amen. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Oh, God bless. God bless. Hallelujah. Oh, God bless Jesus. Oh, we give you glory. Mm. We want to give thanks again to God. Jesus. All glory. All glory yes, to our Lord. Father on today. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Oh, we Lord. thank God for the movement of the Holy Spirit over this broadcast, over this podcast. Yes, Lord. We thank you that it is sealed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. God yes, has signed it. It is sealed, yes. oh God, and we thank God even for the, 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 the you, delivery Jesus. right now. Yes, yes, Jesus. yes, oh, Lord. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. Hmm. Oh God, yes. Evangelist Pamela Mayo, yes, I want Hallelujah. to thank you again. I want to thank you again. Again, mm. this great and mighty woman of God, let me give you the name of God, her ministry, the, the babies that she, the, the two babies that she has birthed in this new covenant. Mm -hmm. Oh, with God, Jesus, and that is the Glowing Angels Ministry mentoring services for teenage girls, Glowing Angels, and the Daughters of the King uh, Women's Ministry, Daughters yes, of the King and Glowing Angels, and we thank God that yes, He Lord. is going to continue to breathe His Ruach wind of yes, increase Lord, 
We thank you. We thank yes, God for God. influence and exposure, yes, uh, uh, God, of, of these organizations, of these ministries, and that they will grow. Yes, Lord. And they will develop and they will flourish. Oh, yes, God, we Jesus. give you glory for it on today. Yes, Lord. Thank you again, Evangelist Mayo. To God be the glory. And this is, this is your prophet, Prophetess Telly. Uh, the prophet speaks. Oh God, prop yes. podcast. I'm so tore right now. Let the prophet roar. Yes, podcast. Tell yes, episode three. Amen. This Amen. is going down. This is going down. This is going down. It is going down today in the kingdom of God. Yes, and Jesus. we thank God for it. Thank you yes, again, Lord. evangelist. I bless God for You're each welcome. and every one of my listeners. Oh my God. Amen. Yes. And be Amen. blessed. Signing off. Amen.